All right. This shit's running deep, and I need to know who's out to kill my ass. This is Seriously Cigar. Great oh, intro yeah. there, peeps. Hey, thank I you. Really nice, man. I really thought you you had, you killed that Aussie accent. That guy wasn't it's even Australian. <laughs> in the what movie. was he supposed to be? I think he was British, but I saw on IMDb that he's an American expat, which made no sense to me. <laughs> All right, well. Welcome to Seriously Seagal. This is the podcast where we get seriously silly, breaking down the, the films of the great sensei Steven Seagal, one of the all-time great action stars. We just watched the 2016 film Asian Connection today. Um, and we have a lot of opinions about it. I have so many qualms with this movie. Yeah, this Ooh. was amongst the worst ones we've seen, I believe, so what, far, right? Like, what happened? <laughs> I, fuck if I know, dude. <laughs> yeah, let's introduce ourselves really quick. Yeah, let's go around the horn. This is P-Bear, drummer for the Van Burens, uh, who saw the Asian Connection today. And I can't believe I've seen 25 or 26 Seagal movies with you guys. This is... Pretty nuts. This is pretty nuts. Sick. Sitting across from me, not wearing a blanket today, but oh, looking shit. around to find a blanket yeah, so that he can <laughs> don his traditional garb. Who we got? This is Flavor, saxophonist for the Van Burens. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Not so glad about this movie. Mm. I'll discuss my issues with it later. And it's not even the movie itself, like... Being bad. It's just specific choices that were being made in this movie I really didn't it's like. It's not the movie itself that was bad? Well, that was, but it's not why I'm pissed about it. It's like okay. I've seen some bad Seagal movies before. Uh -huh. It's like, whatever, there's a bad Seagal movie. It's just like upset me with its like specific choices because I'm like, this makes no goddamn sense. But I'm going to throw it across the helm real quick so my man can introduce himself. Yeah, Mr. Smitty over here, man yeah. in the helm. Yeah. Captain Smitty. Steering the ship. How's the nose, man? It's January. Ooh, clean and clear. Crystal clear today, boys. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Nice. Smooth as a whistle, as they oh, say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you know, if if Flav, aka Brown Man, didn't like this Seagal movie today, then it was a, a serious problem. The Asian Connection 2016. Usually, Raj is is just upset that people on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes have, are giving something like a 3.6, <laughs> like <laughs> last week's Killing Salazar. Oh, but I think way higher. <laughs> I think this one earned its uh, relatively Guys, let, low let ranking. Let me give you the breakdown of the plot of this. Yeah, let's hear it. A crazy Asian lady gets everyone around her killed. It's <laughs> <laughs> so not the plot of the movie. It's the plot that I saw. Uh, she it's was the plot of Raj's movie. Yeah. Yeah. She was the worst. <laughs> Smitty, what was the plot of the movie? Um, uh, two foreigners in Cambodia. Mm hmm. Rob a bank. Sure. <laughs> rob banks. Go on a bank to, robbing uh, spree. Yeah. I don't know. Steal money from this um, mafioso boss. Or they like they accidentally initially they guy. accidentally steal money from the mafioso boss. Yep. Played by the villain here, Steven Seagal, or was he the villain? I'm not totally sure. And then they, uh, uh, much like the film Pistol Whipped, which we saw in episode four, wow, what a throwback! Uh, they are blackmailed into continuing to rob exactly. banks by the boss's number one underling. Uh, so that he can stage a coup or steal all the money from his boss. Very convoluted uh, plot. Yes. And uh, as much as that makes... <laughs> also, I, can, I must point out, this story was written by oh, Tom yeah. Sizemore. Well, it makes perfect sense now that it was written by Tom Sizemore because like, of how convoluted it was. Right, this guy's probably like in the peak of his like drug craziness. Yeah, I think it was probably story. Seagal and Sizemore <laughs> yeah. hit, hit a bar one night in <laughs> Cambodia, and they came up and they were like, all right, we got to fucking write a movie. <laughs> Decided to have the poor man's Jack, Nichol Jack Nicholson and the poor man's Tim Roth 
be the Pee Bear and the Brown Man of this movie. Exa- if Jack Nicholson and Tim Roth were in this movie, I think it would have been slightly better yeah, <laughs> and more know. believable. Ah, Tim, we got to ah, rob these banks here. And, uh, <laughs> well, is Jack Nicholson here? <laughs> the dialogue between those two in the beginning was oh, just so, so That first so scene bad. between them was brutal. Oh. A lot of improv acting. I think not a lot of money went into this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seagal, Seagal must have been on set for like, I don't know, maybe a week actually because he does have that shootout scene in the end where he just the reaches his gun made out no the window. Sense. Nothing made sense in this movie. Well, that was all CGI terrible. The muzzle flares and bullet holes. Yeah. Like the shotguns, the AR-15, like they all made, and pistols all made the same size hole. Which wasn't really that big. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that can't be. Like, if you're using that hole for a pistol, the automatic assault rifle is definitely making a larger hole. You would think, but not the no case. One, not a single, like, winch, like the, the, what do you call it, the side view mirrors, not a single one got, like, hit. Like, it was like, no no windshields got broken from, like, bullets getting, like, what the hell is going on? Not, not in the uh, Seagal universe that doesn't no. happen. It the Seagalverse. We should say. But um, where do we even start with this movie, guys? What do we... Well, it starts with that beautiful island off of Thailand. Uh, yeah. A Thailand island. Um, and we get a female uh, voiceover from uh, one of our main characters, somebody who will become one of our main characters. Oh, Her oh name my is God, Avalon. Yeah. Avalon. <laughs> Shout out to the skincare company. You look, your skin looks great, by the way. I must Thanks, man. Are you wearing Avalon right now? <laughs> possibly. <laughs> it's Maybe. it's very possible. I'm not going to give away the secrets to my brow. Wash moisturizes every day. Oh, uh, that I do. That and I she's do. saying, uh, "When I was yo- a young girl, my mother told me a story." Blah 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 blah. Uh, kind of setting up the fact that this is going to be some kind of tragedy for her. But she's pretty nonchalant and nonplussed the whole way through. Yes. Nothing yes. really seems to eat her. at her. <laughs> Even in some serious ass situations, she I don't think understands quite the. The I don't know importance or gravity, gravity. to them. She's yeah, the right. worst. Yeah. She's she's pretty bad. She's not a good actor either. This whole movie again, we've seen this before in recent Seagal films. I think I said this in Code of Honor, but it felt like a bunch of kids who had watched a Seagal movie putting on a middle school play about Steven Seagal. <laughs> and th- yeah. this this girl was just delivering her lines totally stone faced the entire time. So her boyfriend, yeah, like- who is the main character of the movie, has to overact his ass off in the, the most ridiculous ways. She was not well. a giver. She was not a giver. She was not a giver and then he has been like practicing his Jim Carrey faces in the mirror. Yeah. So he goes from smiling to grimacing to crying within All 30 seconds. All while wearing the red, like, crimson, like, fight club jacket that Brad Pitt wore. and that's Exactly. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so he's at the, at the beginning. They're on that beach, and there's that, that flashback that will cut. Is it a flashback or a flash forward? Because we see this scene three different times in the movie. <laughs> really? At the beginning, I think in the, the middle montage. I think it's a flash forward when it was initially there But they the never beach. actually go to the beach. There's no actual oh, yeah. scene when he's wearing his Hunter S. Thompson like style. Well, maybe she's sitting on the beach at the very end and she's imagining that, right? Because oh, she was like, I miss him. It but it's like, it's your fault everyone got killed in this movie except for Seagal. But <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Listen, this movie sucked. Misogynistically, Seagal, the past two weeks with Flav. Oh, my God. Yeah, between Chavez and this chick, like, please. <laughs> we need to have a female on the podcast to girlfriend to ever. Atone for some of the shit you've been saying. Oh my god. Okay, so we get the, her set up. I think that probably the her voiceovers were done in post as well of course they're done in post, but to kind of fix the movie a little bit and have it make a little bit more sense. I think so. I can see that. Can as see. were a lot of the montages which I think were initially not supposed to be montages. <laughs> yeah, those are weird. But they're they weird. But our our director Dan Zarillo <laughs> was looking back at the the 
the dailies and said, there's something very, very wrong with this movie. Danny Z. <laughs> Tom Sizemore's back in America. Yeah. He can't explain himself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Seagal's the bad guy in this movie, and we kind of get uh, one of his main scenes right up front when he's wearing his yellow, his traditional yellow. Why do you think he wears yellow glasses now? All his shades are yellow tinted. Maybe he likes the way it makes everything look. We say, yes, exactly. I, I think it might. <laughs> everything looks like Lord of the Rings yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to see. Um, we saw that in Code of Honor. We saw that in Killing Salazar. Yep. He's always wearing his yellow shades. Mm-hmm. And also his like 20-pound medallion. Love that medallion. That was the Dude. first thing I noticed in the movie. I was like, Gangster. look at the size of that medallion. It's so sick. Seagal looked all right, too. His face was looking kind of thin. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. But his body was as wide as that boardroom table that he sits at. <laughs> it was pretty big. He is so big. It's great. There's one shot of him that I was like, oh, I could tell. You could just tell there's a lot hanging underneath those huge black shirts that he wears. He was very much draped yeah. in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. That's a very good word to describe it. Did you know that Seagal had to sit for four hours every day in in costume to get draped? <laughs> I was unaware of that. Yeah, fact. it took a long time. It's oh, a lot man. of velvet. That's that's grueling. Yeah. <laughs> poor it's all poor black, Seagal. It must be so hot. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> He's hanging out in Thailand wearing black and a 20 pound medallion. Dude, oh my God. He's basically Christian Bale in Batman. Um, so yeah, what is the scene? He, I don't even know what exactly was happening. We're just kind of setting up that he's a badass. He has like yeah. some sort of former disagreement with this old dude that he si- he sits down at this table. This yep. old dude's there just drinking, and who's kind of like the Thai crocodile Dundee. Or yeah, something. and like, and it seems like the, you know they've had some sort of disagreement in the past or whatever. And you know, Stephen talks about burying the hatchet, and then the guy's like, you know, he like said- tells him off, and then and then he's like, well. You know what that means? One of us has to die here. I like how the other guy says, "I should have squatched you when I had the chant." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then there, then he's like, uh, "We'll have a sword fight." And he's, he's like, like "I know you're a master of knives." That was so sweet. Yeah, he some like, a yes. really good line right there. That was pretty sweet. I'm sure Raj will cover that one. So they have a, a knife versus a sword fight. What do you think about this, Flav? I thought it was awesome. There's uh, Steven Seagal's sword was huge. Yeah, it's it was huge. It was oh my god, man! That thing was like gigantic. It was interesting the way they faced off, but I'll get into that later. Of course, of course, but of course, segment. Seagal wins. This yeah. is an executive decision, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Seagal's gonna make it through. And um, where do we jump to after we jump to our dudes, right, Jack and Sam? Yeah, they're on their motorcycles that they'll be riding through this movie. Our P. Bear and the this, Brown this Man. movie is is like half an hour of establishing shots. Of people riding motorcycles <laughs> in <into laughs> Bangkok, and also phone calls. It's all every. It's all yeah. phone calls. Yeah, it is on those cheap ass burner phones. <laughs> it's Thai bullshit. Um, yeah, so we we kind of meet our main characters here, uh, Jack and Sam, the and Jack's girlfriend. This is the point of the movie where I realized that Steven Seagal was not like. Jack, when I like read the description yeah. of the movie, I thought because he's always a Jack or John. I was like, "Oh, nice, Jack is like the guy doing." It. And then I was like, "Who the fuck are these two people?" Like, did you? I was trying to trick you because I watched yeah. the trailer last night and I realized that Steven is not the star of the movie. Oh, fuck. And I also, you know, did my research and looked at IMDb and saw that he's not Jack. Oh, so today, when you were going, well, I know he has to be the star because he's Jack. Oh, I was man. just staying quietly silent. It was yeah. such a disappointment. I was like, "Who is this?" It, like, you were so pissed yeah, off when this guy was called Jack. This, this fucking uh, Jack Nicholson wannabe. <laughs> Yeah, he's like the a C-list Christian Slater, Bill Mixed Paxton, with, yeah, Timothy Elephant. But I did love his partner Sam, aka Tim Roth. Yeah, can you describe Sam a little bit? 
he's just a rough around the edges, partially Australian, partially British, partially Scottish. He's expatriate. just a gross dude <laughs> who's always drinking and smoking yeah. and like hitting on women or like talking about his partner's girlfriend in like raunchy ways. Her and her snatch. Avalon snatch. Avalon snatch. We know from the beginning that Sam is going to fuck shit up because he's he's pretty much saying initially that the money that they steal, he's he's so ready to spend. Yeah. And Jack is saying, please don't do that. That's incredibly stupid. He's the wild card. You know what's the funny part about this is though, Jack keeps telling Sam, like, don't spend this money. Like, who? how are we going to explain to them? And it's like, you guys are in the middle of fucking Cambodia. Who is asking you where you got what money? Like, I was kind of wondering about that, too. explaining this shit to your two white dudes in the middle of Cambodia? You already have enough explaining to do as is. I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to be like, where did this money come from? They're going to be like, where the fuck did you guys come from? And like, why did you choose this place? Well, speaking of this place, we are in Southeast Asia for this movie, a, a, an area we've talked about before. So let's send it to one of our favorite segments, Flavors of the World. Get your PC radars ready. Flavors of I'm about to break all world. of them. Yes, we've been to Thailand before, I believe, in episode five, Belly of the Beast. And if I recall we correctly... Asia and Into the Sun. We went to Japan and Into the Sun, yep. right? <laughs> the country of Asia. Um... <laughs> Flav, I believe in episode five, you had some seriously harsh things to say about Thailand. I have not changed my opinion one <laughs> oh, bit boy. from this movie. I, I believe you said something that you have nothing against the people of Thai. The no, Thai the Thai people, people and, and you know Cambodian people, Vietnamese people. Awesome, awesome dudes. <laughs> love, love the culture and everything like that. Love but I can't, I can't fucking go there. Because it's like, listen, when you're wandering around that, that area, and you saw some of the shots in the movie, it's just like... And this is not being just like I'm not trying to like put it down anywhere or anything like that, but it's like literally like fucking jungles and like rice huts and shit. If you get taken, who's coming to find you? Like your dad isn't Liam Neeson or Steven Seagal. Like if you you're going on a nice vacation, me and P Bear go on a vacation, couple yeah. white dudes, you know, out in the <laughs> middle of Thailand, and we get taken, and we're thrown in a rice hut somewhere. Who? There's no GPS. There's no like. Oh, you think you'd like, get taken your fucking black belt, bro? Well, I mean, I'd have to because you'd get taken. And I'd have to come in there to try and get a plan to, you know, get us out of there. So, so that's my plan. You're my Liam Neeson. You're my Steven Seagal. If I get taken in Thailand, I know who I'm calling. Yeah, well. Why are you so concerned with being taken? I just those places <laughs> freak me out, man. Like just being out in the middle. You know what I mean? Like it's just even like Europe and stuff like that. It's like obviously this shit happens where like foreigners and like tourists get like. Like, either swindled or they get, like, ta- like literally, like, taken. Um, but, man, I just feel like in Asia it's just a lot worse because it's a lot of bribery, a lot of things like that. It happens in India, too. Like, a ton of bribery, a ton of things. So it's just hard to go, like, through, like, correct channels to find somebody because the person that you file a report with might be in on the entire thing. And it's like, well, what are you going to do about it? Um, this is actually, it's funny because this ties into current events. So I don't know if you guys have heard about what... Um, the Indian guy did um, Modi did with the five Modi Modi okay Modi. Um, the so he basically took away overnight five hundred and thousand dollar bills mm-hmm. from India's okay. currency uh, yes, and I everyone was saying that he's gonna get like assassinated for this because it t- literally cripples the black market and black money market basically because what happens in like places like India and like I'm sure in places like this too is that like say um, Say I go to a train station. I'm like, all right, I want to buy a ticket to like somewhere, right? And it's fi- say it's fifty dollars. Like just say dollars, um, fifty dollars. 
They'll be like, no, we're, we like, don't have any more tickets to this place. And so you're like, oh, shit, and you leave the counter. That same guy, that ticket stub guy, is going to come out behind the counter and be like, $65, I can get you a ticket. So he puts 50 in the thing. And yep. then he pockets 15, and, like, who's going to say what to him, right? Like, right. you go tell an officer he's getting maybe five of that 15. So that's kind of how it works in India. And that used to be how black money trading would work is, like, you'd go to, like, these jewelry stores, stuff like that big, like, where you're spending a lot of money, and you'd pay in these $500,000 bills that are not, like, really traceable, and then they'd just keep them and not in banks. Okay. And then what Modi did as prime minister, he was like, I'm going to just take this out of currency completely so anybody with this black money $500,000... He said, if you have those bills, like, and you're just a general person, you can come to like an Indian Put government in place, right. and we'll exchange them for smaller bills. Okay. But if you're a black money dealer, you can't just show up with a suitcase full of money. Oh, so he basically or just if you're took a doctor down the mafia taking bribe. A little he took bit. down all kind of bribery. Even if you're a doctor that's been like getting bribed because like you're going to give somebody better treatment, which happens in India. This is why the whole system is corrupt. You're a doctor. You have like suitcase full of money in your house. All of a sudden, that's just nullified because you can't go in and be like. I'm going to exchange these for smaller bills because they'll be like, how the fuck did you get all this money? Right, <laughs> like, okay. So he literally crippled all his bribery shit in India, which is why it's such a huge, like, it was literally overnight. He was like, it's done, which would never happen in America. Like, you can't just stop bills overnight. But he was like, I'm the president. I do what I want. Like, I'm going to just take away in a night all these things. So people are like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> um, so it's a huge controversy, but I, I'm, I'm backing him for it because it gets rid of this stuff. But the point is that, like, these things are just more rampant in, in Eastern countries. So... I just don't want to get taken in the well, middle of Thailand. Flav, taken down uh, the corruption in South and Southeast Asia. Some nice diatribe. Really good. Yeah, interesting diatribe. Legally Seagal. Yes, exactly. Um, what do oh, you think about Thailand? Would you go visit? Would you go hang out? Yeah, I, I would visit Thailand. I think it seems like a pretty okay. cool place. I'm allergic to peanuts and fish, though, so Ooh. that's kind of... <laughs> that's going to be tough. <laughs> that would be a little bit yeah, tough for me. Tough. That's just, just in the air, I'll man. bring some Kit Kats and Wendy's. All right, all right. <laughs> Smitty, what about you? You want to visit Cambodia or Thailand or Vietnam, any of those places? Sure. I'll okay. be down. Okay. Well, if we go, you have to come just yeah. in case we're taking I'd love to visit. You know where I really want to go is to, uh, Tokyo. I really want to That's a very different Tokyo. place. Well, yeah. I know, but I really <laughs> want to go to Tokyo. It's, it's Asia. I think we'd be it's huge cool. in Japan. Yeah. We, we should go too. do a live Into the Sun in Tokyo. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. And then I could do my readings in Japanese, and everyone could be like, that is not right. <laughs> that's not how you speak <laughs> <Yeah>. Japanese. <laughs> that's not right. What episode like was that? 17, 18, 18 episode 18. 18. That's Go one of my favorites. To Flav speak <laughs> oh Japanese. It's pretty, it's not bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we see our two main guys yep. rob this bank, this tiny little bank in. Are we in Cambodia at first or Thailand? Thailand at first. In Thailand. Um, it's this tiny little bank. It's, it's the size so of like small. an Auntie Anne's pretzel shop at the mall. Yeah. Or something <laughs> yeah. like that. It's a specific it really reference. Give me the pretzels. Yeah. Give me the fucking pretzels. And a Cinnabon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do really, they do the classic, uh, this is a very uh, small but classic trope I see in a lot of bank robbery movies. Yeah. It's when they open the safe, the partner always has to turn back to the other partner and give him a wide-eyed smile of, wow, <laughs> like, there's yeah. a lot of money in here. Yeah, <laughs> it's it. like, did you not think you were robbing a bank? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of money in there, <laughs> yeah. dude. Are they, they might actually be surprised by how much money is in there because we soon find oh, out oh, right. that Steven Seagal is a mob lord of some kind. Right. Is he the te- the head of the t- like the Thai mob? I don't know if it's mobs or, nece- or just like or just drug like lords. He, he mentioned like something. Remember at the end where Jack basically sums up the plot with like those one sentence <laughs> yes, he, he says does. to uh, Avalon? He's like, yeah, 
he turned on the drug lords that we were robbing. Like, you know, we, we robbed banks for these drug lords or whatever, you know. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming it's a drug lord. I don't know if, I mean, obviously that's like or organized crime of some sort. Once so again, I think he's just a crime lord because that guy who was running that fight ring also said uh, he pays money to him on time and stuff like that. So I think oh, he's just a crime yeah, boss that like... Yeah, Maybe manages like security and stuff for people there, you know what I mean? Or like things like that. As always, Seagal is the head of some of ethnic something. group of people it's in their awesome. own country it's as awesome. a white guy from yep. fucking Michigan. <laughs> yeah, him and Bobby Bishop, or whatever that guy's name was. Bobby Bishop, the Harry Connick Jr. Billy guy? Bishop. Yeah, the other Asian Brian dude with the Bishop. His brother, yeah. who is 40 years younger than him. And like 40 <laughs> like feet Smaller than him, <laughs> yeah, he's a tiny dude. Yeah. Forty inches less wide too. They, they could have a twin style movie. <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening. Danny DeVito would be who, because he's the wider one technically. <laughs> Danny DeVito, I think Schwarzenegger is Schwar- ultimately wider than DeVito. Yeah, and taller. Like if you were to Seagal. measure their widths, let's make that happen. Actually, Schwarzenegger, DeVito, let's width get off. some. Me- let's give a, a width, width off. off. <laughs> I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of widths. Um, yeah, so. So they rob this shitty little bank. Uh, we have Jack, who is our Bill Paxton main main star guy, uh, Jack yeah, Nicholson, yeah. Um, and then also his partner Sam, the British Larry Bird. Love Oi. Sam. <laughs> I love Sam. Oh, Everlone Snatch. <laughs> That's the best. Just the nastiest British voice. <laughs> yeah. And then so so they they make it out of the bank robbery scot free without having or they fire one warning shot as on the way out. We see that Sam likes to fire his gun maybe in bank robberies. Jack's not so happy about that. Jack doesn't yeah. like it. We'll see that's going to become yep. a problem. And then they they decide that they're going to cross the border into, Cam- into Cambodia. Cambodia. They're yep. going into Cambodia. Yeah. Are we sure it's not the other way around? No, because they were robbing a bunch of Cambodian banks. So. Okay, all right, then that makes sense. Um, but first, they have this little scene where they get cute with each other, and what, you know, a, a theme of this movie is bank robbers not taking their job seriously <laughs> enough, <laughs> and they just they're t- having this scene where they're talking about taping the money to their bodies. Oh my god! Uh, so that they can cross the border, and so uh, Jack is making fun of how much body hair Sam has. At this point, we realize that uh, in the Pea Bear and the Brown Man dynamic, that I am Sam. I, yeah. Peter, and Sam, and you, you're Jack. And then at, right after they joke about Sam being hairy, they, yeah. Jack makes a call to his girl. And Sam says, you're always trying to call that chick. It's so us. Yeah, yeah. Which it's sounds so exactly, us. exactly like us. But then they cross, they cross the border with no problem, although there are music yep. cues and you know shade being thrown by the border security that makes us think there makes, could be a problem. Oh, jeez. And what's it builds the happen? tension of the scene. And they get... Through with no problem. They go through the gate. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty end. <laughs> and we see them. So now they arrive. No, see, I think they arrive in Bangkok now. Because I wrote down Bangkok, which would be Thailand, right? I wrote down. Are yeah. they? Did they? Yeah, no, no. They're, fr- they're from Thailand. They cross into Cambodia to do the jobs and then cross back. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So they live in Thailand. They're doing the jobs yeah. in yes. Cambodia. Because yes. that's why the yeah. the dude who's like um, betraying Seagal, Neelan? Neeran? Neeran. Yeah, Kevin he Neeran. He paid off the border guys, right? Because he says, like, I'm uh, like. I think at one point, like Jack or somebody mentions to Neeran, he's like, how are we supposed to get through there or something like that or something about the security event. And he was like, I've got so he just like mentions cryptically that he's like pay that guy off. He's like we shouldn't have a problem. You let me worry about that or something like that. So I think what he an paid unnecessary off. plot device to have them traveling between countries. Yeah. To Dude, we always jobs. talk about how like these later movies, there's always one extra thing in the movie that doesn't really need to be there. That kind of convolutes it, just like this, where it really doesn't need to 
add it. Like, the plot would be fine without it. It just makes it more convoluted. And this going back and forth between the countries, I think, is in this movie. Just like in the last movie, the extra double cross did not need to be there. Right. Yeah. Um, Do you think this was just so Seagal could hit up chicks in a, on Instagram in two different countries? You know he Probably. did. You know he did, dude. There's all sorts of crazy, like, sex uh, market over in Thailand. Speak, you know, speaking of... of the sex market in Thailand. Let's look at the sex market in this movie. Oh, yeah. Let's hit it. You want to do some sexually cigar? Oh, yeah. I like Bow. this. Sexually Why don't you come over here and do some nasty things? Yeah, yeah. Dead ass. I'm just going to watch you from afar. You know how I'm going to watch you all the time. You stay over there. I'm staying over here. I'm an Aikido master. Don't get any closer. I'm master with my hands. Throw you around, girl. Oh yeah. Yeah, we saw two uh, two uh, beautiful relationships enacted in this film. <laughs> oh my god. Not only between our main character Jack uh, and his girlfriend Avalon, who become Bonnie and Clyde at a certain point in the movie, um, but also between Seagal and his his, his lady, Guailu, if you will, who, who has no lines <laughs> yeah, in the movie. Yeah, she doesn't talk at all. <laughs> yeah, they just do a they just do Tai Chi in slow motion. I liked how he ended that scene in the boardroom. With all the bros uh, at the board checking out his girl, and then Seagal just walks away with her. <laughs> that's, how he, that's how he leaves his meetings. Seagal is not a good mob boss at all. No. He has no clue what's <laughs> he has going no on. No idea what the fuck is he happening. He's inept. <laughs> it's amazing though. All what's his, his money's getting stolen. What's his name in this movie? Gon Siren Kiri. Gon Siren Kiri. Yeah. Nice dude. Gon Siren Kiri. You got a little Asian in you too. Thank you. Um, I would like some more though. Hmm. Oh. Ooh. People are getting a little jouncy. Okay, so we saw one of uh, sexually Seagal. We saw one of Seagal's favorite moves in this yeah, movie. Let's talk, talk about his it. favorite <laughs> sexual move of all time. Her <laughs> yeah. sexual it, position is. Is it like, missionary? No, it's no. not missionary. Is it cowgirl? No, it's not doggy style it's either. Do- oh, interesting. No. What is it, Smitty? Well, he, he, for some reason, he likes to sit in either chairs or beds <laughs> and mm-hmm. have his girls just. <laughs> pretty much strip in front of him, but like keeping like a distance of ten yes. feet. It's like very he specific. He he's stares, not touching them. He's he like smirks. staring. Yeah, and then he smiles. Every now and then, like they'll get close where he rubs their back, but like doesn't really. <laughs> no, I feel like that's how it starts out, and then like maybe towards the end of the scene, like they'll come in and he'll just like hug her yeah, awkwardly, yeah, yeah. and then it'll like fade to black or While something like, like that. While being like on top of several gift wrap <laughs> presents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which one was the one where you had the Russian family at the end? <laughs> That's the one with the gift wrap <laughs> presents. That's my yeah. favorite. I love <laughs> that. Where he secretly had a Russian family uh, going on the whole time. I would love Kill to see Switch? that movie. I think that was Kill Switch. Episode 16, maybe? <laughs> something like that. Oh, check it out. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, Seagal is basically likes to go to the strip club in the confines of his own home. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. How old do you think his paramour was in this one? She was super young. Like 22. Like 22, like 20, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, at Seriously. most. He is 64 yeah. years old in this movie. It's just the way he like looks at them too. Like they're like this girl had like she was topless and just like his facial expression looking at it, it's like you can't tell if he's really enjoying the like not even a lap dance, but like the naked dance that's happening in front of him. He's just like very stone cold face. He's like, "Yeah, these are these are breasts. I appreciate them." It's like, <laughs> yes. what? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get a lap dance from a teenager when I'm 64. <laughs> dude, uh, Seagal is killing it. It dude. was. It was. Was gross. he doing the Tai Chi in the park with the same chick? I think so. Yeah, I believe it was. so. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna talk about those later. Who? What was the other? Oh, right. It was that terrible woman. That yeah. What did you think about that relationship, oh. which is kind of plays a big role between Jack and Avalon? Dude, Jack and like Avalon are supposed to be these two like madly in love people. All I see is 
Jack, who is tied into this and like can't get out. Right. And this is chick- that a pun? He's tied into it. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Rod's watching, figuring that out. Watching your face for that was amazing. I was oh. really like, I don't get it. Oh. Were, nobody is tied up in this movie. Okay. Those were some oh, Jack shit. level facial expressions right there, just <laughs> acting your ass off, bud. Ah, thanks, guys. <laughs> Yeah, she was the worst. And so basically you have this guy who's stuck with this chick and can't get out and getting shot and beaten up and all these things are happening to him because of this chick who he needs to provide money for. And then you have this girl who is absolutely inept, does not care about him, clearly does not deliver her lines with any sort of emotions, and is basically just like, why? what is, what is her point of this movie? Like, I, I don't understand her motivation because she, she alternates between the like, being upset at him for having all this money and guns and things, but also being kind of intrigued by it. And then but she's like joining him at the end. Yeah, and then she the joins fuck? him at the end. She's totally on board at the end. She's like, why, why, why can't somebody? I be your partner? Yeah. She's like, like, if I need to kill somebody, I will. It's like, I have to protect you. I have to. I'm like, what? Like, do people can't just make that decision like that fast. Like, somebody came up to me and was like, you ready to kill somebody for me? I'll be like, well, I mean, I'll... <laughs> I'll like choke them out, but I don't know about like murdering somebody. <laughs> like, maybe, you know, let's take a step back here. What if it turns out that he was having you kill me? What would you do? Smitty was having me kill you. Yes, <laughs> that would be really tough. <laughs> would you? Pre- On my conscience. I think the move would be that you pretend to choke me out, and we we wink at each other as we're, as you're choking me, and I yeah. pretend to die. Yeah, and then Smitty pays you the money. Yeah, and then uh, you and I go to. Uh, Dave and Buster's. <laughs> Dude, I'm so happy you said Dave and Buster's. I Can love I that. Can I come? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably fuck that up, though, because after I choked you, I'd be like, wait, P-Bear, you're still good, right? <laughs> I'd be like, yep. <laughs> like, all right, he's dead. <laughs> he's, he's dead. Well, so we, we see the, their relationship begin to unfold yep. when... Uh, is it his apartment that they go to that initially where he keeps all the money? I think in yes. na- 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 I think initially he goes to her place and then later he's at his place. So he's bought her I don't this, know, to be quite honest. He's I'm, bought I'm her this that necklace that's gonna kind of be an important thing, at least Dude, at the very end of the, the movie. This was the funniest scene. It was so bad. So he's like he says, Close your eyes, I have a surprise for you. And then instead of undoing the clasp of the necklace that's and putting it around her neck, yeah. he he has it still as as a circle and he pulls it down over her head. It's like I thought it wasn't like going over her head. Catching for a on her hair and face <laughs> and like it's like so awkward. What a weird. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? Like, it's a noose, hon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a 50-50 chance if my eyes are closed that I feel that that I'm about to get strangled. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, okay. I didn't could he just was he just not good with clasps? Was that it's the like, issue? She's like, babe, I told you I wasn't into the hard stuff. He's like, no, it's just a necklace. It's and like, then, so she's excited about the necklace, and then he shows her all the money, and she's maybe upset about it, or says, how'd you get all this yeah, we money? We would never know from her level of acting. <laughs> and then he says something like, he's being responsible, he says, uh, babe, we can't spend this, uh, people are going to know, I'm going to put it somewhere safe. And she goes, you're crazy, you know that? He says, I'm going to put it in the bank, too, yeah. specifically. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're crazy, financial like, responsibility. Like, yeah, the, literally the most logical thing you could do with your money, <laughs> and she's not in it. But like, then she's also into it because she says, do me on this pile of cash. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> liner like, spoilies. Exactly. Like Have you guys ever it. banged on cash? No. No, man, I don't want my bills to rip. I'm not that rich. You ever get hand stuff on, like, you were accidentally sitting on a pile of <laughs> pennies or a roll of quarters? I, I That's I've had my wallet in my back pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've definitely so done that. Sexy. I've <laughs> definitely so done sexy. that. I've definitely done that. Um... 
And then we go to the scene where Seagal is talking about roses. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember this? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember this. I got this online. Smitty. We might have to uh, we might have to take it to our next segment for this. Okay. This is this is too good. Oh boy, guys! Flames. I did it again. Flavor faves, Flav. Oh, let me tell you guys. Flavors faves, the favorite one-liners from the movie. Well, of course, what prompted this was uh, one of my favorite liners from this movie, which is. Or the the girl Avalon just like being like, why don't you do me in all this cash? <laughs> Something we should all hear before we die. But right before that is, uh, she comes out when she sees the cash before she wants to get fucked on it, and um, Jack comes out of the shower and she goes, I think you've been naughty, and he goes, Oh yeah, is it naughty time? <laughs> and like tries <laughs> to grab her and we're like, What is this? He loved her so much. <laughs> yeah, he does. He couldn't pay attention to anything going on in his no, life. <laughs> it was the worst, Remember including that, like, murdering people and robbing banks. <laughs> yeah, well, that that shootout scene when they're robbing people, he's like looking at her the whole time. And, like, uh, that's that was how he, like, so gets annoying. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Seagal <laughs> has a couple of good liners when he's either like pontificating or just like saying shit because he was supposed to say stuff. I don't know, but in one of these, he goes, "It's known as the rose or compassion." You know, kind of common, but I always loved it. My mama used to grow them in America, and I came to Asia a while back and fell in love with the place. And then literally <laughs> trails off. I, I could not catch the end of that line. What happened after he fell in love I, with the I place? I really don't know. That was like all the backstory we got on his character. Yeah, definitely. That, that, that was that one little splurge. He didn't even have a dark and mysterious past. No. And he wasn't part of the CIA or the FBI or the... DMT or the AGB or the KGB <laughs> or the AGBGs <laughs> or the ATF, um, the ATSTs. The AT- <laughs> uh, and then he has another kind of philosophical trail off, <laughs> where, and this one is <laughs> about every cigar line about fish. <laughs> this was oh, great. <laughs> and he goes, "This fish, people saying I shouldn't eat fish because it's an important <laughs> sentient being." And I mean, that's true and all, but... And again, he trails off. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, damn and it, dude. Like, what were you about to say about it being true? Someone, like, interrupts him, right? Yeah, and like, yeah. And like, oh, Mr. Siri you know, this happened. It was I like, think both these lines, director Dan Zarilla was saying, Stephen, we need to have you say anything in this movie. Why don't you improvise a little something before the scene actually starts out. to your 18-year-old concubine? A fish is a sentient being. Like, what are you talking about? Um, Seagal wears leather jackets constantly. Like, what is yeah. he? <laughs> that. <laughs> um, all right, and then the the other couple liners that I really liked is when he gets more serious on people and trying to be like a hardcore boss. He's like, "Aren't you the motherfucker that told me that my money would be safe there? I don't want to hear about how easy it'll be. I want to hear that you got my money back. And if I don't, I'll take these rose clippers and bury them in some motherfucker eye." <laughs> <laughs> It's like right after talking about the rose. I think Seagal was acting the least in this movie of all movies that we saw. He didn't even have, you know, sometimes he'll have like a fun voice. You think he was less than Killing Salazar? He didn't really do much other than interrogate people in Killing Salazar. That's true, but he wasn't even playing a character in this movie. Yeah, that's you know, true. You like never really barely. heard his name or anything. Like he's right. just like the shell of a human. <laughs> he, he didn't think about it at all. He didn't learn his lines. He's just like a figurative head. Um, and then one of the other ones that I really liked was, you know, I must be a dumb motherfucker letting you put my money in these banks. 
did that because my most trusted employees told me that was a safe place to put my motherfucking money. <laughs> you think I'm stupid? Oh, uh, no, sir. We, w- we wouldn't have gotten this far without your guidance. <sighs> and to add insult to injury, one of them is a fucking girl. I'm not sure whether to kill him or hire these felons. Now, one of the problems <laughs> with this, one of the problems with this line is this end thing of felons. He keeps saying this word felons, and I didn't know if this is like a Thai or some sort of like an Asian word for a crime or robber or something like felon. Or was he saying felon, but he's just saying it in a weird fucking way, like felon I, instead of felon. I but f- he kept saying that. I feel like he's saying felons. Really? And- I don't know. I do. I, Somebody I else really says do. it too. And like, I was that just, makes it's sense. so weird. But they're not even felons because bank robbing isn't a felony. Like they don't even. Is, they, is that how laws work in Thailand? Is there felonies versus misdemeanors? That's an American. Also, thing. he's definitely a felon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yep. all his friends. Yep. Um, so th- those are the li- those are liners that I had. Those were the liners. Those are the liners oh, that I had boy, you from guys. there. <laughs> this is a tough one. This guys. is a tough movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what I got. Well, but can we actually take it right to another segment, sure. uh, which Let's we do usually it. do uh, early on, but to introduce some of our characters? Oh, yeah. Let's take yeah. it to the Keith David Non Seagal Memorial MVP Award. The Keith David Non Seagal MVP. Oh, yeah. Hello. It is I, Keith B. David. Uh, speaking of Keith B. David, Raj, can you actually t- tell us about what you got for Christmas this year? Oh, my <laughs> God. I got the best gift I've gotten in so long. It's amazing. From my dear friend, Godfather, you heard him on episode 10 on Deadly Ground, mm-hmm. and you'll hear him again uh, soon. Hopefully, we'll have him back on, but um, Mr. Emmett Knox, McGee Knox, the Godfather, got me a signed, framed photo of a winking Keith David that <laughs> is perfect because it follows you around wherever you are in the room. You can't get away from it. He's like the awesome. Mona Lisa. Yeah. And it says, um, to uh, the brown man, which is amazing... It says, you're my non-Segal MVP, and then it says, like, love and best, and then it gets signed Keith B. David, and it, it's, it doesn't look like he didn't, like, I think it's him. Like, I think you can get, like, signed autographs from him. So I have this, whether it's him or not, I'm going to say it's him, and oh, it's I have him. it I have it on my, on my windowsill, and it's, it's looking at me. When I came home from Christmas break earlier from Seattle, I came home and it was the first person to greet me when I came <laughs> in the house. Everybody else was gone. I opened up my room, turned on the light, and there's Keith. I was like, Keith. It was amazing. I'm Hello, s- Flav. <laughs> Welcome back to the East Coast. <laughs> Keith, you know I have a picture of you in my room. It's beautiful. I look at it every night. It's so great, man. I fucking love that. So I, I was really pumped about I do that. find it odd that my middle initial isn't actually B, and yet it's signed KBD. <laughs> well, you know, when fans want you to write something, you got to fucking do it. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Also, all that money you lost in Othello, I bet you'd sign anything right now. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> all right. Well, let me. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let you start, P Bear. Today, um, who who do you have for your MVP? My guys, <laughs> I forget his name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was calling him the Thai Paul Giamatti. He's uh, Seagal's right hand man, who who kind of is the bad guy of the movie, and the says, guy who betrays him, the guy who's betraying Seagal from okay. the beginning. Okay. Which we we never Niren. really see why Niren is his yeah. name. Yeah, was, what was his motivation? He just wanted money? I think he just wanted the money. Right. But he was actually probably the best actor in the movie, I would say. Yeah, he definitely. was great. He was really great. So after the yeah. first bank robbery, we see that Seagal finds out that uh, that uh, our main dude, 
whose name I also forget now, Jack Nicholson, Jack, has, has been stealing, uh, he accidentally stole a bunch of Seagal's money, Jack and Sam did. Um, so Seagal gets all as pissed off as he does in this movie, which is basically to pianissimo level. Uh, While throwing over a table. Uh, well, he throws over the table later. But I meant like that's how mad he gets, is like even whispering but throwing over a table. Actually, Seagal does get really mad in this movie because he destroys an entire delicious meal of food <laughs> when he throws over the table. Yeah, Do you he think doesn't he, eat any of it, right? Do you think he made them cut that scene so that he could actually eat the meal and then he throws the table over because they don't show the food fall down (laughs) i'm sure they did that's good food you're wasting there somebody give me a fork i can't use these there are hungry people in thailand i I mean me use chopsticks (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) it's like they think for a second he's gonna be charitable and give away the food then he's like no i meant me there are hungry people in thailand specifically me (laughs) 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 i i believe that he said that at some point (laughs) that's awesome Uh, but niran was very good he so he again he's doing the uh he's doing the heavy lifting of the pistol whipped movie yeah like seagal just gets pissed off and (laughs) like hangs out with his girlfriend and teaches Tai Chi. But Niren is, is kind of the contact for Jack, who is blackmailing him to continue robbing banks yep. on his behalf. So he's getting Jack to rob from Seagal to give to him. Yes. He's taking 50% cut. Yep. But I really liked how Niren's relationship with Jack, I think the guy who played Niren must have got some some tips from Seagal on how to be a super asshole uh, Sarcastic. Buddy. Sar- yeah, sarcastic asshole. Douche. Or maybe he just watched out for just he just watched the bar <laughs> scene from Out for Justice. <laughs> it was like, this is what I gotta do. <laughs> just be demeaning and condescending to everyone for Get no good sticks. reason. <laughs> Get <him> sticks. <laughs> that was the best. Um but yeah, I really enjoyed Niran. I thought he was actually one of the best bad guys we've seen. He doesn't How fight does he really? torture Jack in the beginning again? Does he at he all? Puts out he puts a cigarette on his hand. Oh, okay. The, the human ashtray move. Yes, cigarette on and the then hand. he he pours a glass of water and gets a stick of butter. <laughs> and I thought he was actually gonna start like making Jack some croissants or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he puts, puts the, the butter, butter in his, his hand wound. to alleviate the pain. And then he even asks him, like, does the butter help? Jack's like, yeah. And then he just punches, <laughs> he punches him in the gut. Right yeah. the oh, the gut, yeah. He uppercuts <laughs> him in the face. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm getting mixed messages from you yeah, right yeah, now yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> but he was very effective. He, you know, of all the kind of, like, we've seen a lot of plots where the underlings are turning against the mob boss kind yep, of thing. Yep, Um Did we see that? That was in the, the one with the... The Asian kind of faction where they had the older, like more right, right like classical triad boss, and then the when younger Seagal Yakuza. sells out the younger generation. That wasn't into the sun <laughs> yeah. too, was it? Maybe I don't know. Hey, don't ask me, listeners. I go don't. back and listen to every one <laughs> yeah, of our podcasts. Please, tell us what we said and what we've seen before. We are deep in the Seagalian haze. Um, That's true. Flav, who was your MVP? My MVP was my boy Sam. <laughs> Snatch! <laughs> Snatch! Bear of the movie. Snatch. Dude, this guy was, he, uh, he was a man in my own kind of heart. Like, he, once he got done robbing that first bank, he just wanted to spend his money and bank chicks. Like, he even got interrupted when he was hitting on that one blonde chick at the bar. I was about to tap a fucking ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actual I quote. forgot that line. Actual right? quote. I, I did forget that line. That's a good one. I'm glad we mentioned that. That's when he's speaking very loudly about his bank robbing exploits yeah. to an impressive woman yeah, at a restaurant. Yeah, he's like, like hitting on her. He's just like, I just robbed this bank yeah. last week. <laughs> it was amazing. And then I shot the guy in my partner said, that's a bad idea. <laughs> And then he looked at me excited about how much money was in the vault. <laughs> it was amazing. And so Jack comes up and interrupts him, and he's just like, what are you doing? I was about to tap that ass. I was like, this guy is a fucking guy behind my heart. And then, like, later on in the movie, uh, he goes out and buys a Mercedes because <laughs> he just wants to. He's like, I'm spending this money. And he was kind of I agreed with him to some point, which is why Jack keeps being like, you know, we're going to have to explain this to them. And, like, Sam's point was, who the fuck is them? Like, 
Because he wasn't told that Niren was blackmailing why they're doing this. This guy was just like, oh, we're robbing a bunch more banks in Cambodia? All right. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> he didn't question it at all. This is the right. thing, guys. Like, listeners should know. Jack never told his partner, Sam, that he's being blackmailed into, like, robbing all these banks. He just decided, like, oh, my buddy's robbing banks more than we thought. All right, I'll just keep robbing and it Sam with him. And Sam doesn't even question the fact that nah, they're losing just like, 50% of their money. You know, like, it's like if you told me to go do something, I'd just be like, all right, like, I'm not going to ask that many questions. Like, whatever, I guess. Like, Let's go rob a bank. So they keep robbing these banks, but, like, eventually, like, yeah, he buys this Mercedes and, like, spends a bunch of money. And he's just like, who, like, he clearly is just like, who's asking about this money where... Um, unfortunately, shortly thereafter, he gets murdered. Oh, that was a tough one. Uh, and Smitty I and I were telling you Sam's gonna die, man. And it's projected from the first scene. You didn't believe uh, us. I didn't believe, man. I kept. I held out. He lasted an hour out of the hour and a half movie, which is pretty great. I really thought he was gonna make it to the end. But I thought course, he was gonna die earlier. Sam gets it, and instead, this horrific chick okay. that does nothing <laughs> somehow survives this movie. Like, oh my god, Smitty, who is your non-Segal MVP? Oh. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm having. Ex- there's no one else left. Uh, Dude, I was okay. My non-Segal MVP would have been Segal, but I can't <laughs> yeah, do that. He kind of is he the non-Segal MVP is. of the movie. Can because, it be like, his girlfriend? Basically, this whole movie, he's being told by like his like one uh, number ones and two guys that like his money keeps getting robbed out of these banks, and no one can do a thing about it. And the only time anything gets solved is when he actually goes out and does it himself. Right. He keeps sending people out. He keeps sending Niren out, and then he sends his, his Harry Connick Jr. Bobby little brother Bishop. out. It's not useful. So Seagal or, or Gan Sirakiri is going to be my Keith David Seagal MVP. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, there we go. There okay, we go. okay, okay. <laughs> um, well, there's actually another character that we haven't talked about, played by one of our old friends, Michael J. White. Oh, uh, yes. who we oh remember God. from Exit Wounds. We remember him from the beefcake taser scene in the I police like station you, man. in Exit Wounds. And uh, Greedy Greg. He Greedy plays the Greg. character of Greedy Greg to whom uh, Jack goes to buy guns in Thailand. What is Greedy Greg doing in Thailand? He's playing poker. That's a great question. He is playing poker, but other than that, he I have no idea. He sells a bunch idea. of shit, right? Seems He's like a fish out of water. And Jack seems to know. Jack has run done some jobs for him or something. I like believe that. He's a so, cool yeah. man. Yeah. Jack is a piece of shit. Like, yeah, how Jack is he our protagonist? Um, but so uh, Jack needs to get some guns. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes to his pal Greedy Greg, for whom he has worked before, played by the jacked former Spawn, yeah, Michael big. J. White. And we actually did. Um, actually, Smitty, do you have the Private Dicks music? Um, yeah, give me a sec. I could probably get that going. We did a little bit of research for this film because we've seen Michael J. J. White. Michael J. White? Michael J. White. Uh, he calls it Jai, I think. We've seen Michael Jai White before. Again, the very broad-shouldered, incredibly muscular, He's very so, handsome his dude. His shoulders have veins. Like, you know how people's biceps have veins? His, fucking his shoulders, shoulders have, have veins. He's, He's roided up. He, he might be roided up. That would surprise Your shoulders can't have veins, unless you're Hugh Jackman. But we did some research. We strapped on our gumshoes. We hit the streets. Private days. Private days. Put she walked into the room. She was a tall drink of water with legs that went all the way up. <laughs> I'd love to see Seagal in the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be <laughs> Instead amazing. Instead of Humphrey. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Um, so, yeah, we did a little research. Smitty found a, a pretty good clip, actually, about uh, Seagal mm-hmm. being asked 
who he, Seagal's been asked this many times before in interviews, who he thinks the other tough guys in Hollywood are. And he is, if you think Seagal is condescending and rude in his yeah. movies, he in real life is such an asshole. Yeah, pop quiz, who does Steven Seagal think is tough? Nobody yeah. <laughs> besides himself. <laughs> and this Literally. is not only their, st- uh, this is their second movie they've been in together. Right. Uh, Exit Wounds, right? Yeah, Exit mm-hmm. Wounds was first, 2002. Okay. Wait, one, did you say there? he was also in Exit Wounds? No, but he was in another one too. You said I, I thought he was. He's but in just, two already. This is his up. third one. I looked. He was it in up, Exit Wounds, and you it. said he was. You're thinking of Bobby Porter? No, Michael J. White was in another one too. Okay, we're gonna have to do right, some well, more digging. <laughs> <laughs> Smitty, hit this clip. Let's listen to Seagal be a total asshole. If he was on the street, and there was a situation. You wanted this Hollywood guy by your side because he could defend himself. <laughs> Seagal's flummoxed. He's being so rude. It's that hard to think of a legit one. Can you think of one? <laughs> Michael Jai White. <laughs> Can I laugh in your face? Really? Yes. <laughs> what a dick. Oh, my God. What a great interview, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When we have him on the pod, like, I'm, I'm concerned that when Stephen come on the podcast, hashtag kill us we on film. We love you, Stephen. We love you so much. I'm co- I, we need to find a way to disarm him a little bit and make him so he's not giving us these incredibly curt and rude responses. <laughs> I think maybe you, uh, Raj, and, and Stephen have to, have to show down to the men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys are going to have to sneak it up, I think. Yeah, a little Aikido versus JJ. Yeah. We'll and maybe if he throws us through a few tables and maybe the record player, uh, <laughs> then in the jukebox that we're going to buy to have my head smashed into. Um, then maybe he'll be a little more. Yeah, I think. Engaged. I think the way to. Well, maybe I'll get into this in the Neek segment, but I think I know a way to get to Seagal. Why don't we talk about it, man? Let's yeah, do let's it. Let's do it. All right. Talking Neeks with the Brown Man. He's a brown man talking Neeks. What did Steven get up to today? Neeks. Oh, man. You know, there were some interesting Neeks today. It was a lot of... Uh, you are lying down right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the freedom of podcasting, baby. Talk about techniques. Here we go. Oh, man. Uh, this is good. Um, there was a lot of shootouts. So many shootouts. With gun and bullet holes. And nobody any shot sense. anybody else except for the occasional shoulder glance. Yeah, and that one got in the back of, of uh, Sam. Jack. And Jack too, but they were all from point right. blank range. Yeah, it was whenever weird. people were firing machine guns in, from cars, uh, you know, maybe ten yards away, nobody yeah. could hit anything. But what I thought about is uh, is how to take Steven out. Okay. And what I what I realized is actually through. So we see a scene where Steven and his girlfriend are doing uh, a version of Tai Chi, basically in his like garden area, his little pagoda. But it's weird because he's combining Tai Chi movements with, like, he had her, like, throw a right cross and he was parrying the right cross and, like, entering. So, like, imagine if someone threw a right cross, you parry it, and then you enter into, like, for a takedown, basically. So your right shoulder is entering underneath their right armpit, basically, so you can then grab them and take them down. So he was practicing this girl in slow motion. So it was a combination of, like, boxing and Aikido. And I was noticing his hand movements being very fluid, and that made me think of his past movies where even when he's bloated and can't do a lot of his <laughs> like traditional martial arts, we love his you, hand speed is still True. swift as fuck. Mm-hmm. And he's a big guy, so you can't just throw your weight at him because that's Aikido's whole point. 
So I was like, you got to go low with him. Yep. You got to take his legs out. I think the only way to really go low with him is to like fucking take him down. I think you've got to like, you got to like bait him so his hands are going to be going. And then you just got to shoot like a strong double or single leg takedown. Something like that. Clinch him low and get him down. Like even I think the best honestly would be a low single leg. Um, which is where you go. It's a version of the single leg where you go all the way to the bottom of the heel and you scoop. Because I really think that would be where you go. I think once he's on his back, I've never seen Steven grapple. I've never seen him fight off of his back, to be right. honest. So I wouldn't be able to speak to that. Maybe he's amazing off of it. It's just not something that Aikido mm, practitioners really yeah. w- really worry about. He never. You, well, you've seen him on his back once and in listen, 20 I, mo- I don't think movies. Steven should be training... Uh, you know, you got to train what you're training make, makes sense for. Like me being... Six feet tall, 155 pounds soaking wet. I need jujitsu because there's a high chance that somebody's going to put me on my back. Right. Or I'm going to slip and fall. When you're six foot four, 200 God knows what, and your hands are the size of people's like like heads, which is Seagal's body frame, yes. you don't have to worry so much about being tossed or slipping or falling or getting thrown on your back. You're probably going to be standing up in a fight. You are fucking huge. Like Everyone else is going to be falling down. So Steven's never had to worry about that training in keto and stuff like that. So I feel like you got to go low. Maybe even if you can't like shoot in right away, like fake with some kicks, like maybe hit him in the knees, some like John Jones style, like oblique kicks to get him worrying about that, and then shoot in underneath, take him down, and then and then you got to ground and pound him out from there, or maybe even leg lock, something like that. But you can't go hand speed to hand speed with him, and you can't stay standing up with him. I think he's gonna take you out. Really good. You can't throw any weapons standing up because he'll fuck you up with his like knife fighting and stick fighting. I know he's good at both. Um, so yeah, I really think you got a little low. You hear that, Seagal? Flav knows how to take you down. Dude, come on. Come on. Come the on podcast. the podcast. If Flav we'll can set take up you mats. down, yeah. you, you got to be on the podcast. And if he can't, then you get to kill us all on film. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win either way for us, you guys. It is. Dude, I think I'll I can take, take that. You. I think I, I got a strategy. But th- those are my nicks, man. I, th- I really liked, I will say about this movie, I really liked that scene where he's doing the Aikido because it was really cool to see. Again, these are these small things that you kind of pick up as a martial artist. You're seeing the Aikido elements, but to me, I picked out that like cross parrying. Like that's a boxing drill. We do that in boxing all the time in kickboxing class in our gym, where you do like a parry for the jab, and you'll shoot in for like a takedown or a clinch. Same thing off the cross. You'll either you'll fade away or you'll slip the cross and shoot in for the thing. And he was doing this very very slow, and like he was just touching. Like he wasn't really just like shooting in and like creating a lot of momentum there, but just practicing the motions right going very slow and smooth and i I like that i thought that was a it's a smart way of practicing so i did like that but aside from that there our main guys didn't really fight they just pointed guns yeah to be quite honest there wasn't really like hand-to-hand combat get the money open the side there's that one scene (laughs) where steven seagal like goes into the ring of these like two cage fighters and like just like 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 basically like overhand rights two people in a row <laughs> together and then kicks one guy in the chest and then that's it. He punches two trained fighters in the face yeah. with the same, same punch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so comical. It's kind of like how Sam gets shot through the body and, he, and the guy who's holding his arms back oh, gets man, killed Man, why'd well. you have to depress me? <laughs> I'm sorry, me that I'm house. sorry. Sam, man. my boy. But those are, those are my neeks for this movie. The, the, yeah, not a huge Neeks movie, generally. Yeah, not a huge anything movie. But we did have a weapons cache scene. With we did. Oh, we with haven't seen Greg, one of those in a while. Which I was think. the first one we've yeah, had we in a while. Yeah. And kind of, kind of like the piles of money in this movie, which uh, were pretty paltry, <laughs> uh, the weapons cache scene was four guns. Yeah, it was not many weapons. But the other thing that happened... Uh, be- well, I will say, just to, start, just to mention that uh, gun cache scene, I think the best part of that gun cache scene was right up until there, Michael J. White is giving our character jack a lot of shit and like you know like showing him a gun and like not trusting him and asking if he's wearing wire 
But then afterwards, like Jack's just like checking out these assault rifles and stuff, and okay. Michael J. Good White choice. just like looks over at him. And he's like, "I like you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good yeah. choice. I like. Yeah. That. He's like, I like you, man. I hope you ain't getting into some shit." And I'm like, <laughs> "He's buying like assault rifles <laughs> yeah. from you and shot. Like, what do you think he's getting into? And like, why do you like him? <laughs> he's a piece of shit." <laughs> Our lead character is the worst. Well, speaking of that line, something pretty amazing happened in that moment. Uh, for maybe the umpteenth week in a row, uh, Mr. Smitty predicted some serious Dude, things that happened in this movie. Freaked, freaked me freak, out. Freaking us out in the room. Freaking us out, guys. Let's hit that music. Because these are the horrifying predictions of Smitty Damas. Smitty So tell us, tell us about the. Smitty, the, the how are you so doing this? Tell us I how you're don't doing know. This. It just happens. Oh, I just think it's it's the obvious thing to say in the I don't movie, know, and, man. and basically that's like what happens. The greedy Greg one was pretty impressive because at the beginning of the scene, <laughs> beginning of the scene, I was like, I'm sure he's gonna be like, you know what? I like you, Jack. And like <laughs> basically, that's what he does. <laughs> not not a mere minute and a half later, <laughs> but the second one was insane. It was absurd. The second one was when uh, Avalon is trying to convince Jack that she's going to be his new partner in yep. this bank robbery, right. and like he's trying to like talk her out of it, and like they go through this whole song and no, dance. No, I want to rob a bank. He's like, no, you can't do that. I, I don't. Do I'm it. not going to risk getting you hurt. My father taught me how to shoot the snot off any critter. No, this <laughs> is we're not playing games here. This is life or death. You might have to shoot someone. I can do that. I'm ready to murder people. I wanna. <laughs> so basically, that's how it goes. And then you can tell he's like thinking about it. And then I, I just yelled out, "This is crazy!" And like literally, not even like a second <laughs> later, he just like said that same exact line. Just like shakes his head. He's like, "This, this is, is crazy." crazy. <laughs> oh boy, Smitty! Like you're getting way too good. Like I think, are you starting to dream in Seagal? Are you guys experiencing that at all? Has he shown up in your dreams at all? I dream in whispers. <laughs> and and in I dream uh, in snaps and in, in Asian language. I dream about as well. snapping you, P Bear. I dream about skippying you. <gasps> Maybe we should turn these oh dreams God. into a reality. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. I think we can. Cause we. Oh yeah. How we doing? Snaps and skippies with Mr. Smitty. Let this one ride, boys. Skip me, skip me away. Asian connection, me Smitty, 2016. Take me to Thailand. <laughs> All right, guys. So snaps and skippies. Very exciting. What is snaps and skippies? Helicopters what do we got? and limb snaps. <gasps> we got goose egg today, boys. Oh, a big fat that's rough. zero. That's rough. No helicopters Ugh. and no snaps whatsoever. Well, there's been a couple of other movies that we've had nothing, right? What was the other one? It was um, there's maybe only been a couple. There were there's a few in the many. row, uh, and maybe Pistol Whipped. We didn't have any. No, Pistol Whipped had seven. It was the one that Pistol had Whipped an didn't odd have amount. any Pistol Whips. Oh, that's, that's right. That's okay. It had an odd yeah. number of snaps. So it was the highest number of snaps was in Pistol Whip. So all right, so this has happened before, but yeah, uh, the under not a single helicopter and not a single snap. Very disappointing day out there. Too oh. much gunplay. Lots of gunplay, yeah. And even though you did predict two uh, lines that happened in this movie exactly, yeah, this, this was a tough one for you, <laughs> it Mr. Was Smitty. A, it was a tough day. How do you field? feel? Uh, a little discouraged, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep my head up. I did like to imagine that Stephen was playing a lot of the blues guitar that we heard. <laughs> <laughs> I really like imagining Seagal playing guitar. Yeah. <laughs> did Code of Honor have any snaps? That was a lot of gun violence yeah, as well, I was going to say, that might have been... No See snaps. this movie here, and and we've talked about it before. This movie didn't have a functional second fighter who's not Seagal. 
We just had Jack and Sam. They're who, pretty much idiots. Who are idiots and completely inept and can't fight at all and never even really engage in fisticuffs, I would say. Even. No, it's guns. So th- when we don't have that young guy to do, you know... Well, there's also that MMA guy, that cage fighter guy. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. Who interrupts one of Jack and Sam's uh, robberies, robberies to say, you guys are both dead men. And then we thought he was going to come back later. And he was in the final he, chase, but but he doesn't show he doesn't up, do right? Anything? Yeah, no. it's like I, f- I don't I don't know what happened. He doesn't. With that yeah, they don't ever show him again. No it's snaps, like, piss off, cry. <laughs> 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 yeah. So okay, we go through. There are a bunch of bad montages again that probably weren't supposed to be montages. They're robbing all these banks to pay off the debt that they owe to Niren, Kevin Niren. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Seagal continues to be useless and just say. Put an end to this, even though he he knows that Niren is is untrustworthy. He, yeah. he does. He knows right from the beginning. He like, threatens him, and he's like, "Well, you know what? I don't want to kill anyone, and then and then uh, you know, be sorry about it later. So I'm just gonna make sure you're the rat, and then like nothing else happens. Yeah, like <laughs> what like is he weird. doing? Um, but yeah, so they have a bunch of bank robberies. They're starting to go worse because Sam keeps shooting people. He seems to have a bloodlust. There's that one where he so he shoots a guy in the leg in the second bank robber bank robbery they do oh boy and then in the third one he immediately kills somebody yeah. right when they yep. bust in the door yep. and he smiles about it too yeah. I believe they have that bike chase scene through the market through which is not very fast it, they were the not driving very fast were so the slow. chase yeah. scenes were in slow motion I was like what the hell because like you know when the camera pans outside of the car window. And like they're leaning out, like Jack's leaning out to shoot. You can see like the scenery like slowly traveling by. I'm like, this is not fast. <laughs> like when I can see the scenery, your car is not going fast. Right, definitely. So it wasn't blurry at all. And the, they were on, f- a guy on foot was chasing them during the motorcycle chase, and he was yeah. catching up to them. There was a lot of slow things He's in this movie guy. that were like not supposed to be slow. For example, I missed, I, I didn't talk about this during Talking Neeks, but um, when Bobby Bishop goes to, so Seagal's like, brother goes to kill when he finds out who the rat is and he goes to kill Niren and he beats the shit out of him and Niren's like on the floor and he like breaks the wine bottle yep. and he's about to stab him with this like shanked up wine bottle and he gets it reversed on him like and it's so slow I'm like why would you take so much time to try and stab somebody with this broken bottle that you get it reversed on it was the, it was so crazy I was like this should have been happening way faster. Similar to the car chase scenes, which should have been happening faster. I'm like, this movie's in slow motion for some reason. Yeah, the whole movie was in slow motion. The special effects were terrible. There was some like drunk, like Smitty pointed this out. Like the the camera guy was drunk at one point where yes. we were just like, why is <laughs> he not so holding it? It, 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 was that, that scene. it was that scene where he gets stabbed. Oh, oh that was that one. The camera okay, was yeah. all over the place. You couldn't see anything. The action that was, it was happening. Crazy. The foley work was really bad too. Did you notice that the sound was the what work? The, was it? The I punches. I, I feel like it, a little in bit off. Movies you normally get like. Like kind of puncher. Okay. Yep. (laughs) I'm doing a terrible (laughs) job. I would be a bad Foley artist. But today they were all just like, (laughs) yeah, slaps. Also the bullet, like we mentioned before, the bullet holes didn't match up. They didn't do anything. Muzzle flares letting us down. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Seagal had Seagal has had enough, and he says to his table of men that they (laughs) they need to bring the trade the rat's head to him or whoever's robbing the banks in this little tray that he presents, which looks like he was getting breakfast in bed. Earlier, yeah. <laughs> weird yeah. tray choice right. for a head, <laughs> a hand in bed. Yeah, like, very, very <laughs> strange that he would choose that for the head. 
Yeah, to it's put, not put, a big enough. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't fit a head in there. I just think he was getting breakfast in bed, and he's like, thinking, he's like, what am I gonna say to the guys today? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'll use a prop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then his his little brother Harry Connick Jr. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levy, Harry Connick, Henry Connick. Love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Harry Connick Jr. There you go. Goes to kill uh, Niren. He gets the bottle, the glass bottle reversed oh, on him. Good neek, by the way, but shouldn't have been, <laughs> shouldn't have applied. Yeah, well, he's also like, I want you to see this. Keep your eyes open, Niren. It's yeah. so bad. So inept. And he had also had a guy come into the room first where Niren was sleeping oh, with his yeah. girl. The yeah. guy, the guy... Machine guns the bed. I think he the shot the girl, right? Yeah, the, girl, the girl definitely, <laughs> definitely dies. 100%. And then Niren is standing behind the door and slits his throat. But then Harry Connick Jr. is one guy behind, is then busting the room and points a gun yeah. at Niren. It's like, why not? Like, you just sent your dude in there as bait entirely. Why not just do it right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why not? You Isn't know, that in every awareness? action movie ever, though, where you finally get to the bad guy and they like start like montaging or like saying some sort of dialogue or just? It's like, listen, if I ever am like a bad mafia bot and somebody brings him out, I'm literally gonna waste zero seconds and just shoot them in the head and be like, I don't care to talk to them. I don't want to explain to them anything. I just wanted this guy dead. Now he's dead. All right, <laughs> like let's keep going. Speaking of bad guys, I have a bone to pick with all of the bad guys in this oh, movie, shit. or really with this movie about bad guys. Hit the drop for the bad. <laughs> The batter and the worstest. You suck. <laughs> you suck. God, I love being the bad guy. Here's my question. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Who's the bad guy in this movie? I'd say it's Jack. You'd say it's Jack. Dude, Are he, you being honest? No, no, I'm not being honest. The, the bad guy in this movie for me personally. No, I'm saying Jack from like a logistical standpoint. Right. But my heart says that this crazy bitch Avalon is the bad guy. <laughs> of, course, of course, of course. She gets everybody killed around her. Of course. Yeah. She, it's not her idea to rob banks. Yeah, it was in the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, you know. My bad guy, I think, would have to be Niren. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Well, okay. But you I like the argument. The but he was honestly, a good bad guy, You though. can like make the argument for anyone in this movie. You could argue that Jack was the bad guy. You could argue Seagal was the bad guy. Yeah. Like it's all over the place. Depend. Like because at the end, it's like it kind of makes it look like Stephen was just this poor drug lord who was yeah. getting his money robbed <laughs> yeah. every week, and he couldn't find out who it was. And eventually, he catches the guy and kills him. Because I love how <laughs> so there's a voiceover at the beginning from Avalon and one at the end, and at the beginning, it's talking about how. Tragedy is going to befall her relationship with Jack, and at the end, she's saying that Seagal was merciful to her, and she doesn't talk about Jack at all. Nope. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> That's what I'm I'll saying. I always remember that day. Her when heart Gun makes Shira her the villain. Let me go. Her cold, cold heart makes her the villain of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how, um, just like in the Glimmer Man. There was a Home Alone style talk boy scene where Jack records oh, Niren yeah, talking on the phone oh and betraying yeah. Seagal. So that brings him to the idea that we're going to just do one more job, which I don't know how is super fair. I also do like in that, that scene, Niren goes, Fuck you, Jack! Yeah, fuck you, Jack! <laughs> As Jack is hanging up. So we're oh, kind of, it I kind of leads <laughs> us down to. I would Sam get shot. Bloody hell! How Ow! Does, yeah. So explain Sam getting shot because it had nothing to do with the main yeah, plot. Yeah, he was taking out. There was he said he was going to go to the market real quick. And he gets carjacked like, in his new Mercedes. Yeah, he right. Just but gets he was saying right? that he was going to go to the market, so he drives off and leaves Jack in a separate. Like they kind of go in a perpendicular. But it's weird because yeah, he gets carjacked. But the strange part was that Jack like turns around on a completely different street that he's still on, where he wouldn't know that you're getting robbed. Right, like. 
I think he heard the he shot. He heard fire. the gunshots. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was like, what does he have? ESP now? Like, is he connected with this dude? Jack like, how is, did is busy. Feel, how did he feel this? He's busy driving. Uh, he's he's buying Sam some more driving whiskey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, <laughs> Sam is the best. Can we agree that Sam was the best? Oh, I love Sam. Yeah, he's great. I, he's I great. am Sam. Yeah. No, not since the bear <laughs> in um, On Deadly Ground have I felt more identified with the uh, <laughs> the spirit uh, bear. So the scene where Sam dies and Jack is, oh my God, this guy goes so over the top the entire movie. Yeah. It's like, don't do this to me. Yeah. Don't go, man. Don't let. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's like, shut the fuck up, mate. Yeah. <laughs> let me die in shut peace. Shut the fuck up, you twat. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sam dies and gets blood all over him. And then in the next scene, we see uh, yeah, Jack go, wiping he, the blood off of his, <laughs> off goes, his hands. And he goes, oh, Sam. Oh, Sam. Like he's Frodo in Lord of the Rings. That was so weird. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Um, and then, okay, and then so we're going to the situation of Avalon says, and you called this as well, Smitty. You're like, Avalon's going to be the partner. Avalon's going to be the partner. Avalon's going to oh, be yeah, his partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she convinces him so half-heartedly and in a complete about face <laughs> from whatever, wherever she, the fuck she was facing earlier, <laughs> she says, no, I should be your partner for this bank robbery. It's like, it sounded like a couple deciding to get a dog together. Yeah. It was it them really deciding was. to rob this bank together. Do you remember the part where she was like, and in this body, my dad taught me how to protect myself. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like are you think- saying you're fit so you can fight? Or are you saying you're going to try and get raped a lot so you're, bo- like, because you have a hot body so your dad taught you to protect? Like, which way was that going? I think going? it was like, actually it was the, the second, second one. one. Yeah, that's, okay. That's, was, well, I also like to think it. that Seagal like, and Tom, Tom Sizemore were sitting on set in their director's chairs eating craft services, and they're like, put something in there about how you're hot and you don't want to get raped. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you disgusting men. <laughs> Animals. Savage. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Then Steven goes to the cage fighters. He punches two guys with one punch. Yep. Kicks him in the chest. Suddenly, there's a weird thing where I feel like Jack is low on cash because he's being blackmailed, and he has all his money stolen from the first heist from him. Mm-hmm. But he also is buying all these guns and cars and things throughout. So they have that orange car. You were really excited about that orange car. Well, he's getting half, right? He's think- getting a quarter, I would guess. Sam probably gets a quarter, and then... Oh right, yeah. Niren they sp- they split a half with Niren, so yes, they get a, each get a quarter, and Niren gets a half. What car was that, Flav? Um, I don't know. It was the, the Ford Titan. Titan. The well, Ford that, Titan. that one might have been the Titan, but I, I, yeah. Today we're brought to you by Ford Titan. Ford Titan, Qdoba, Polar Wendy's, Seltzer. Polar Seltzer. Um, Scent of Action Cologne, Adobe Acrobat, Diet Pepsi, Telefunken Microphones, the Stallone Sisters. Oh, I love the Stallone Sisters, Sophia. I love you. Have you uh, have you guys looked up the Seattle Seahawks cheerleaders on Twitter? No, because no. they're called the Sea Gals. Oh, really? S-E-A-G-A-L. Oh, we should have them on the podcast. I would love. Hey, Seahawks cheerleaders, we would love to have you on the podcast. We could talk about Russell Wilson and Mark for Death. Yeah, and seagulls. Of course, we'll do some serious bird talking. I also like how Avalon doesn't want to wear her helmet to the crime scene to the bank robbery because she wants to look good in her mugshot. Oh. She says I didn't that. catch that. Yeah, oh, she wait, says that. She says that. She wants yeah. her hair to look good. Oh, yep. Jesus Christ. A- another theme throughout this movie is that our bank Sword. robbers, the police are always showing up at the scene late to the bank robbery. Yeah. But our our bank robbers immediately start shooting at the cops, which I think is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely a bad is idea. Is this the scene where he gets shot then? Yes, this is the scene. We were saying that it was like, it wasn't this even the cops, scene. but it was the parking <laughs> enforcement coming to put a boot on somebody's <laughs> yeah, yeah, car, yeah, yeah. and they just start getting sprayed by <laughs> machine gun bullets. Dude, yeah, so he gets shot in this right in the back, like shoulder back areas right. in the back, but like, 
So then they escape from here, but right. go to like some place. And this guy's bleeding out from his back. They're just hanging out in the car in their yeah. They basically spend the night in the car. This chick is the worst because of this scene. Like solidified it for me. This poor guy's bleeding out, and he keeps telling her just like you need to get this bullet out of my back. And like this might have been the poor direction, but two times that they showed it. I thought, and I still stand by this, she didn't have any tools, and she was just trying to pluck this bullet out of his back. And I'm like, that is definitely not happening. But then Honey, the third that's shot, not gonna work. <laughs> the Honey. third shot, Mm-mm. they come back, and it looks like she has a small tweezers or scissors or something like that in her hand. I'm like, all right, well, at least they're trying to make it more believable. But, dude, they, she didn't do it. She was like, I just can't. And like I, it wasn't like a fake out. Like I can't. But then she does. She really. She just didn't do it. She didn't remove this bullet from his back. Are she was we like, sure we need she to take. Yeah. She was like, I need to take you to a hospital. And he's like, it's fine. Just like that's why she like wraps it up and like leaves. Because he there. goes from being like about to die in the scene to then being kind of fine the rest of the movie, even though he's theoretically bleeding from his I, heart area. Yeah. She never fixes him. She does not remove this bullet. I'm I, like, you are the worst like ungiving person ever. Like terrible girlfriend. You won't this remove guy's this bullet been from my back. Stealing all this shit for you. Like for this. You want to like, go to the hospital? Like, <laughs> I oh think it God. was implied that she fixed him overnight. When he was sleeping, because so. he had all the bandages on there, and he didn't right. do that before. I think, I think it was implied, but it, it was like terrible. Kept it from ble- by like putting it over, but I don't think she took the bullet out. I like when they go to the Walgreens, and he he again he is dying, <laughs> but she he, she comes back with stuff from she's Walgreens, here. and he's like, oh, "Did you get the sling?" Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's yeah, so yeah. excited he's like, and happy, like sling. and like proud of his girlfriend. <laughs> oh god, such a we- yeah. Bonnie and Clyde, more like Dummy and Claude. Sorry, listeners. I also like during that bullet removal scene, there was like uh, Friday the 13th style, like (laughs) 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 it was filmed like a horror movie scene. It kind of reminded me of that uh, scene in Terminator 1 when he has to do some surgery on himself, maybe. Uh, Like a nice self surgery scene. Oh, they're great. That's my favorite type. Um, Yeah, okay, so fucking A. <laughs> I feel like Wasn't I say this that every other point. surgery scene from another Seagal movie that self surgery where that guy had to like pull something and we were like, what is happening? The guy with the broken hands and um, uh, <laughs> force of execution. <laughs> that maybe? Was that the one you're thinking of? Uh, maybe there's definitely like one where like he gets patched up again and it's just like, what is happening? Hey, listeners, go listen to every one of our podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter. Single one. At seriously Seagal. Hit us up on Facebook, Facebook. Show up at our house. Show up at our stalk house. Stalk us. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you want that flavor. No, don't. I think you'd be the the number one stock victim. I would guess uh, the know. stocky. Sometimes I'd be okay with it. <laughs> Top stocky of 2017. <laughs> Rod Rod. <laughs> hey, you stalking me? All right, <laughs> you stalking to me? <laughs> We're going to Qdoba. Let's go. I don't see no one else here. You must be stalking to me. <laughs> hey, can you get me a burrito? <laughs> We're going to the Qdoba. I can't wait in line. <laughs> you just get your stalker to go get fast food for you. <laughs> I like that idea. We can hang out later, but you got to bring me Qdoba. So. uh Seagal is too comfortable in his chair, so he sends his brother to kill Niren, which is a bad idea. Niren reverses the wine bottle on him and then defenestrates the bro. Um, I thought you were about to say defriends him on Facebook. (laughs) He defriends him on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate insult. Uh, Seagal comes into his home to discover that uh, his brother's hand is in that... uh, breakfast in bed tray <gasps> rather than the head that he had wished to see Bobby and i think why? that he recognizes we also learned that seagal actually does know how to use a phone from this movie yeah it was nice it's, it's crazy to see that slim phone in his huge hands it is his hands are so huge meaty hands. um 
Yeah, Niren and Jack have their final showdown. Uh, Jack pulls a little... really anticlimactic. He just shoots him straight up. Well, Jack pulls a little trick. He's all bandaged up. Uh, We noticed this, that his sling was on the wrong arm. And we were like, why is that like that? And then all of a sudden he raises the arm that's in a sling, and there's a gun in there, and he shoots Niren dead. Right, and so that's that. But Niren was being chased by Seagal and his goons. Um, including that old guy who looked like he'd be in like the Thai awesome. Almond Brothers band. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi's long-lost younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we have that incredibly brothers. slow car chase. Seagal is barely reaching his hand out the window to <laughs> shoot, <laughs> yeah. to shoot so at the car. Lazily, the most so lazily lazy. shooting of a gun I've ever seen in my life. Um, the great idea uh, that uh, Jack has is to shoot those barrels that he sees arranged oh, on yeah. the road. And I was pretending that they were barrels full of condiments, but yeah. they exploded <laughs> as if they were kerosene. He's like, I have an idea. Keep driving. Slow, <laughs> slow down. Slow down. And she's like, what? Because he'd been saying, drive faster, faster, faster the entire time. So he shoots the barrels full of ketchup and mayonnaise and relish, and they explode. He, th- For some reason, he thinks that he's won with this. He's like, yeah. all right, n- time to get on that boat and get out of yeah. here. They go to the warehouse, <laughs> the, the docks or something? The docks, yeah. I, how, you can't even get on a boat from that spot. I don't know no. what the fuck he was thinking. <laughs> yeah, because the, the thing was, it was way like high pier. up, right? Where it was like a pier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he realizes that he's probably cooked. They have this very loud lover's quarrel as Seagal and his goons are descending on them with automatic weapons. Seagal and his goons take two minutes <laughs> to walk from 150 feet in this warehouse while these yeah. two, pe- these two people like, are loudly fighting. Like you got to leave, babe. No, I don't want to go. You got to. You'll Babe, you good. gotta leave. Get on a boat. That's no, okay. he was like shouting. He's like, it. I lived a good life. She's like, no. <laughs> they were shouting it so loud that it was just telling everybody where they were. He's like, you have to go. You have to go. I'm like, she's right next to you, man. <laughs> uh, Raj had a great moment when he said, I hope that old dude kills the girl. <laughs> <laughs> then the old dude gets shot. Very chivalrous. <laughs> he did get shot, but, but he, he came lives. back from he it. Lives. He came he back lives. from it. I yeah. love that guy. He's a, he's a G. That might have been my other Seagal MVP. This is kind of uh, Jack's Butch and Sundance moment where he knows he's going out, but he's going to go out in a blaze of glory. Oh, yeah. And we also get the super spiritual, pious um, choral music in the background. It was like, ah, Everything goes to slow motion. They're gut battling, and then Jack gets shot. Yep. Seagal kills Jack. Avalon comes over to console or comfort Jack in his dying moments. What does Seagal say? What does he say to her? I don't know. He's he like, says, take your life and get out of here. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he says. Something like that. So he, his mercy is what she's talking about over the, the very he end. He says, when leave the money, the take your life and go. Okay, yes. There yes, yes. So he lets her go. And she's talking about what a good man he is <laughs> at oh the end God. of the movie yeah. on her little uh, her little Shawshank Island there, kind of a Titanic. You were saying it's like it's like Titanic because she then that's where like the necklace comes into play and she's like looking at it and like think we're reminiscing about Jack and also the character's name is Jack, just like Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. But, yes. Exactly. But yeah. So. So that's how this movie ended, movie ended, and it was nice. a clunker. Holy moly! <laughs> this was a tough movie. This is definitely in the bottom. Three to five that we yeah, seen. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it that section. much. If not the worst one, was this worse than Force of Execution? Good no, man. yeah, mm. that had Ving Rams in it, dude. Yeah, but it was so confusing. And my mom has now watched a Good Man. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to my other mom, Mrs. Pitts. Um, it's that one was really convoluted. Did have Ving Rams and stuff. This one I could follow the plot though. That one was so hard to like. Good Man and Force of Execution is just like, what is happening? Yeah. What is anything? I guess, like, yeah, this plot... I felt like the summary of those two movies, like Force of Execution Good Man, was just like, we watch people doing stuff. Right. 
and this was like actually like something happening, but it was. Just, but this like, was so unentertaining. Wasn't it? Really under, it was just some meetings, right? There was just a bunch well, of at least, meetings. At least he almost crushed that girl when he was trying to save her by following. <laughs> <up>. following <laughs> oh, that was a good moment. <laughs> well, so that's the way this movie ended, but it could have ended many ways. Why don't we hop on the train and go to our favorite island? Chew, chew. The island of alternate endings. The island. <laughs> nice. Oh man, alternate endings for this would have just been to not make this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like Sagal, we love I, you, man. I do but have like, a really good alternate. Did you have ending. to make eight movies last year? <laughs> I do have a really good alternate ending. Let's though. hear it, bud. So, movie plays out all the way to the point where Jack and Avalon are now on the run from Sagal and his goons, and they shoot the barrel yes. of ketchup, mustard, and relish, and it blows <laughs> up. And as they think they're getting away, they get. Just side, just fucking right from the side, they get T-boned. Oh, jeez. By none other than Sam, who's still, <laughs> Wait, alive. He's still alive. Sam. He's still alive. He has a big Band-Aid on his back. <laughs> <laughs> they left him for dead in the street, but he was like, I still got another one and left in me, mate. <laughs> you think I'd miss this party? He smashes Avalon's <laughs> side of the car, so she's dead. It's <laughs> him on impact. It's perfect. And then he jumps out of the car. They don't even get to like where they're going. He like stops right there, gets out with like a huge like machine gun and just starts spraying everybody. And it's just like Scarface <laughs> style kind of, but like it's Sam now. I'm gonna snatch every motherfucker birthday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you wanna play rough? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then that's not a knife. And then <laughs> this he, is a machine he like gun. murders like most of Seagal's goons. Seagal gets out of the car and is just like, I'm impressed by your skills. He's like, well, of course, mate. <laughs> and then he's like, I want you to join me. I want you to work for me. And then eventually we see cut to now Sam is the number. So it's it's Seagal. And instead of Bobby Bishop, who died, it's Sam. <laughs> and then instead of Niran, who betrayed him, it's Jack, still bandaged up and looking like shit. <laughs> but he's now the number three guy. So it's now the three of them running the, the, the ring. And at one point, you see Seagal in his, in his meeting, and you, where Sam is implied to be sitting. He's not there, and he turns to Jack, and he's like, where's our brother? Because like now they're brothers, but he's like, "Where's our brother?" And it cuts to the bar, and Sam is talking to a different blonde chick, and he's like, "You know, I run a triad with these <laughs> other people." It's just like it fades out with him just like talking about all their private shit to some other girl. <laughs> Does the movie fade out on a Seagal fading out line? Well, no, because Seagal says, "Where is your brother?" And like it shows Jack like like with a knowing smile, and then yeah. it cuts to like it's fading out while you see oh, like that okay. same beach bar and Sam's in and he's being like, you know, I run a triad with these guys. <laughs> and it's like it fades it's out. like the end of uh, uh, the Dark Knight Rises where Michael Caine is smiling at Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, finally yeah. tapped that ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that that would be my alternate ending is Sam just still being Sam. You just want way more Sam. In this I movie. love. We that could guy. just be. It could just be Sam. That'd be a better. Get movie. that guy some movies. <laughs> Put him in a movie, as Flav always says. Mr. Smitty, what's your alternate ending? Okay. Oh, boy. I would have to say movies playing out like it does. We're at the docks. Got to brace ourselves for this one, P. Bear. It's going to be grim. Yeah. Um, uh, Jack shoots the barrel of, of, of condiments that explode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seagal's car. Somebody's gonna think you really <laughs> shot condiments. Seagal's car cannot. It keeps going and skids on the condiments. <laughs> yeah. It can't. It can't stop or slow down. 
and the old the mayo slick. La- yeah. yeah, exactly. It launches off the pier and into the water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sole survivor, Seagal. All his goons are dead. Have we ever seen Seagal swim? I don't, no. I don't, I don't think, think so. so, right? No, never. But anyways, he pops up from the water he like a Navy SEAL buoyancy. brandishing a machine gun. And yeah. then that's when he destroys uh, Jack. So now it's just Seagal and Avalon left. And he's like, here, why don't you come home with me? And she's like, okay. And, <laughs> yeah. and she goes home with them, and it's Stephen and Avalon and then Stephen's other girl. And um, Stephen's sitting on the Stephen sitting yes. on the bed. Yes. <laughs> and the two girls are undressing from him <laughs> 10 feet away. Exactly 10 <laughs> feet away. <laughs> no more, no less. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've always dreamed of doing this and with then, two girls. And then he looks at the camera, puts on sunglasses, <laughs> and says... I could get used to this. (laughs) That's a really good... You guys have very good endings. How about you, peeps? Uh, My ending isn't as good. I would say what I would like to see is because this movie was perfect. (laughs) The classic phrase, the movie plays out as is. Okay. We're on the beach at the end. She's finishing up her her voiceover. And she looks longingly at the sea. And she starts singing some lyrics written by Lynn Manuel Miranda, <laughs> and she. This is now the beginning of Moana. Shout it's oh, it, nice. it, kind of a Wizard of Oz style change of color. Uh, we we start an animated movie. Have you seen Moana? Yeah, it's is really it great. It's good. Yeah, okay. it's really great. Um, and yeah, she starts singing about longing to be across the waves. Is it like Pocahontas kind of too? I love that. It's kind of like Pocahontas. Just a little like bit. chicks singing to the wind. Yeah, well, Pocahontas <laughs> had kind of that. <laughs> Problematic love story. It's Little Mermaid too. She was singing to the, to the water. Moana was really good. It's more about her doing her. It's thing gotta be good. It's got the rock in it. Yeah, the rock. Oh, How the is he singing? Amazing. He sings in it, right? Yeah, his singing's really good. Yeah, he's good. And Jermaine from Flight the of the Concords. I love the rock. The Moana was a much better movie than this one, I must say. What is Moana about? I, let's go look it up yeah, on yeah, IMDb. It's a podcast. We talk <laughs> this about is stuff. this is seriously Seagal, bro. Seagal's not in Moana. Although Moana too, I would love to see Seagal play like a big. Maybe a stingray or Samoan? a pufferfish of oh, some kind. Good. A Samoan, like a Samo- he would be a good villain. Yeah, and if, especially if you're seeing it in like surround sound IMAX, you could understand you could actually what hear he, says. he was a lot louder in this movie. You could definitely hear. Was him. he? In yeah, the you could hear him. His first line was, but other than that, it was like what? Yeah, I mean, he trailed off a few times, but I could understand <laughs> oh, before that. Stephen, we we love song. you. Come on the podcast. Kill this is a tough film. one. Film. This is 2016's The Asian Connection. What's the next movie we're gonna do? You first? actually had um, a suggestion for what you wanted to watch next, which was 2009's, I believe, Submerged. I think it might be even earlier. Okay, than it that. might be earlier, but I believe the next one we're gonna do is Submerged. I like a good, uh, like a good um, submarine movie. I like a nice, long, hard object full of semen. Watch, <laughs> watch there not be a single like, submarine in that <laughs> yeah, whole movie. I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's a helicopter submerged. movie. Yeah. <laughs> 2005. Okay, 2005, 2005 okay. Submerged. So everybody watch Submerged. That's probably my favorite era of Seagal, is the Dude. post-Golden era, uh, like 2001 to 2007 or 8. I think yeah, it's, it's pretty that's, solid. for me, my prime Seagal. That's fair. So, yeah, you guys think we, we had a pretty tough one with this one today. Yeah. It was pretty brutal. But it's going to get better. It will always be better. We, uh, of course, have Seagalcomb S- syndrome, so we still S- love Stephen no matter no matter what he guys, does. Guys, this is only like one third. We've seen two movies from, two thousand three movies from 2016, and it's still like only like half of everything that he's made in this year. Slow year. down, Stephen. Yeah. We're <laughs> raging Seagalaholics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, yes, I want to let our <laughs> listeners know that on IMDb, he is credited for... 
hard to kill too, or sorry, above the law too, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. Which is crazy. That if that really goes through, that would be awesome. So keep a lookout for that. We're gonna keep a lookout for that as well. So we're looking forward to that. Um, watch the Asian Connection. Don't watch the Asian Connection. Love Steven Seagal. Hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter. This has been P Bear Flavor and Mr. Smitty. And this is seriously Seagal. He leads the most notorious black ops unit in the world. You really want to spend the rest of your life in jail? What about my crew? I have the authority to grant a full party. And a hundred thousand apiece. They're criminals. They're assassins. And they're the good guys. They got something sensitive that have to be done. Carter's men must not dock that sub. Let's sink this sub. You're just gonna have to kill me, I guess. The enemy is deadly. You've now become poison. That's why I've been hired. I'm the antidote. The reward is freedom. Just keep them safe. I wouldn't count on that pardon if you lose them. The mission. You really underestimate me. What a shame. Is suicide. Steven Seagal. Submerged.